John Jobin with the Morning Sunshine. What's up, John? Hey, Jeff Condon and Jason uh, Har. Vincent Scaramuzzo and George. What's up, George? Matthew Hall? Michael Gartley? What's going on, Michael? Hurricane. Morning Lamb Chop right back at you. What's up, David and Michelle? And Evie, of course, Evie, one of the rigs. It is uh, quite nice out here today. Uh, ain't wasted time no more, by the way. I, I, uh, I was in an Almond Brothers uh, deep dive yesterday. Probably listened to two to three straight hours of uh, the Almond Brothers. And Ain't Wasting Time No More is the one that really, really uh, made me happy yesterday. Did Dwayne Allman write that song as a youngster? Because it's a deep, deep song about living in the moment. Time waits for nobody. This is what you got. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. The letter. All right, we'll get to the letter. I don't have it on me right now. Um, I've been avoiding the letter, but basically uh, the letter is... A letter my dad wrote us when we were very young about my mom. And wow, is it a doozy. <laughs> it's a doozy. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll read the letter on a live stream, I promise you. That'll definitely be an episode of the Opie Radio Podcast. You guys have been on the meat journey with me. And remember, when I say the word journey, I'm mocking the fact that all these people are on journeys. Their weight loss journey. Oh, shut up. So, uh, yeah, you were with me in the beginning of the, my meat journey. And finally, unitedharvest.com is on board. And I'm very, very excited. And I was thinking, uh, if you're like me, you know, you want other meat on the table for Thanksgiving, right? You don't want just a goddamn turkey. None of us like turkey. We all make believe this time of year we love turkey. But if turkey was that good, we would be eating it all year long. Fact. That's a fact, Jack. So you're probably like me, and you, you put other meat on the table. Although I think it's only going to be us four this year, which is sad, because um, we were going to have some people come up from Philly, and we're just going back and forth, and we just don't know, because the coronavirus is exploding all over the place, my friends. Oh, my God, don't get political. Oh, it'll fire up everybody out there. They'll start talking about how it's not real and it's no worse than the flu and wearing a mask is taking away our freedom, man! And no one's gonna tell me what to do, man! So you do whatever you want because like we discussed the other day, I let go of the rope. You live your life, I'll live my life. How about that? Although they just... Uh, don't worry, I'll get back to the meat. I know how to do this. Uh, they just shut down the schools in New York City. And uh, my kids go to private school, and I'm not bragging. It's just something you do. If you live in Manhattan, so many people uh, pick private over public schools, especially if they have the means. You pick a school, and uh, my kids' schools are like, we ain't closing. <laughs> we ain't closing. The public schools have, and there's a lot of controversy in New York because they're like, look, man, the rate... Is 3.18 right now, and uh, they said if uh, the coronavirus uh, test rate goes over 3%, then they got to shut things down again, starting with schools. And a lot of people are mad because they're saying, look, the rate's over 3%, but it's not over 3% in schools, and I don't necessarily disagree with them. But I know damn well that my schools that my kids go to 
they're going to try to keep them open as long as possible, not because they think it's safe, but because they're trying to save their schools. There's an economic factor involved here, my friends. Always an ec economic factor involved. Follow the money. Always follow the money. But with that said, I think it's just a matter of time before my kids' uh, schools are also shut down. Unfortunately, and I know it's problematic because, uh, you know, parents got to work, but we can't figure out shit in this country, can't figure out how we get uh, help for the people out there, help for the people that have kids that are going to be staying home now while the parents work. Because they're too busy arguing about nonsense in Washington. And they don't got any goddamn stimulus packages for us. Us regular folk. And that's right, I'm regular folk these days. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to try to get out of the regular folk uh, category again. But the fact remains, you're, you're, uh, you're watching um, a live stream from a, a regular folk. So yeah, our Thanksgiving is going to be knocked down a little bit, unfortunately. Uh, Billy Tori, we're going to do some music in a little bit. You stay right there, my brother. We're going to talk about uh, Night Ranger, Sister Christian in a second, and I'll tell you why. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have a very small Thanksgiving, unfortunately, and maybe we'll do a little FaceTiming as we eat dinner with, um, hopefully with my in-laws, because we would like that, and then maybe we'll put a movie on together and start it at the exact same time. We did that recently, and it worked out uh, beautifully. It was almost like we were all in the same room. I liked that a lot. It was it was really nice and really special. My kids enjoyed that. But so none of us like turkey. We all make believe we like turkey. Unless you keep that shit moist, it always comes out bad. That's why we throw it in a deep fryer and almost burn our houses down and whatnot, because we're all trying to figure out how to make this stupid thing taste good. So with that said, do what we do. And I'm sure a lot of you do. Get other meats for the table. And I think if you go on unitedharvest.com's website right now, use the promo code OPOPIE, you get 20% off and you could have some nicer meats on the table. And they're bragging about the quality of their meat, and I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's unbelievable. I had, um, I had ground beef last night, and uh, I think it is so good. I think I was supposed to do something like fancy with it, but I threw it in, uh, in a frying pan fried it up, threw some Rayo's uh, jar sauce on top of it, and we had spaghetti, and it was the best damn uh, meat sauce I've ever had in my life, thanks to unitedharvest.com, promo code OPOPIE to get 20% off. That almost sounded like a commercial. I bet you were a little tricked there, because there was content weaving in and out of that, that commercial. I kind of have been doing this for a long time. 18 if you need to know and I like saying that because it drives the haters nuts. You've been doing it since you were 18 Yep, what have you been doing since you were 18 schmucko? Wow, you know, it's uh 23 degrees out right now Hard to believe. I mean I got my winter coat on I got my hat on but uh, there's no wind so it's just uh, it's a nice cold It's like that crisp crisp cold. I Like it I like it a lot. Kind of want to jump in that water, do a Lady Gaga. You know, she does that ice ice bucket, ice water therapy to shock her system. We talked about that. She's a mess. 
I kind of laugh that she's a mess. I don't know why. <laughs> you know what I also laugh at? That pathetic uh, Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center. It's so perfect for 2020. <laughs> this family in Oneana, they've been, uh, I don't know, growing this tree next to their house for who knows, a couple generations, I would imagine. And then their uh, tree was picked for Rockefeller Center. And uh, it's the big, big Christmas tree. It's it's the best tree usually uh, around Christmas for the entire country. And it just looks terrible. It looks like that Charlie Brown Christmas tree. And God, does that make me happy. And God, does that make me laugh. <laughs> and then it turns out that they cut this damn thing down and there was an owl in it. Did you see that story? A little little baby owl, all dehydrated and, and with those giant eyes basically going, what the fuck's going on? Why are you taking my home? Where am I going? He's just panicking with those giant eyes. And then uh, I guess they put him in a box and they did the right thing. They buried it alive. So uh, we're good. At least now we could have our Christmas tree in uh, peace. 120 mile trip for the owl before they realize, right? Yes. Um, I think I turned you guys on to uh, an amazing podcast. I'm not a fan of any podcast that has comedians talking to comedians about comedy. I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. Let's talk about comedy. And let's not have a real conversation and try to get the biggest laugh in the next 40 minutes. Not a fan. Sorry. So I look for other things to listen to. You know, right now I'm uh, I'm listening to Ram Das, becoming nobody, which is a which is a beautiful beautiful listen. I suggest you listen to that book instead of read it. Um, it's terrific. Gives you a little spiritual uh, spirituality. Excuse me. I'm not sure if it's the Long Island Stammer. Or the fact that it's 23 degrees that made me say spirituality. But uh, there you have it. Remember, I've been doing this since I was 18. So I'm listening to some Ram Dass. And it's terrific. He's very entertaining, man. I don't know why these uh, spiritual leaders are, are always, uh, not always, but a lot of them are Jewish. And uh, they're, they're also, uh, a lot of them are funny, man. Ram Dass is really funny. And uh, Eckhart Tolle, he's very dry, but he's very funny as well. So I'm enjoying that. And then the other thing I'm enjoying is, um, I, I, I don't know the exact name of the podcast. The Session on Air, I think. Uh, Matt Farrer turned me on to it, and he now does some episodes of uh, the podcast. And basically, this dude, uh, I always forget his name, man, and we're, and we're sort of friendly. What the fuck is his name? Uh, later, Vinny. I guess you. I guess you have to go. Really, you have to go. What's more important than this? Nothing. This is our time together, Vinny. We only do this for a half hour a day. Schedule your time better. Thank you. Yeah, the session is awesome, Becky. You like that too? Uh, hey, Sarah. What's up? All the way up there in Buffalo. We might be doing a little podcast together, Sarah, for your birthday. I didn't forget. So the session on air, he does a lot of them on Instagram. So search out his Instagram. I think it's the session IG live or something like that. And it is such a great listen. Basically, he, he takes songs that we all know and love, or a lot of us, 
and then he breaks down the individual parts that make the song. So he'll play the drum track, and then he'll play the bass track, then he'll play the drums and the bass together. And uh, how he plays this stuff, it, you can't even recognize a song most of the times. And, and, the, and the groove and, and the listen and the music, just listening to the parts, are really, really cool and a lot of fun. And then he adds the lead guitar, then he has fun facts about the band or the song. And then uh, eventually he puts the whole damn thing together. And then when he plays the actual song after he's done breaking it down for a half hour to 40 minutes, you're just all about that song. And yesterday, him and Matt Farah were on Instagram and they did uh, Sister Christian by Night Ranger. You know, motoring. And I learned uh, a couple things. Some of these uh, music facts that I learn, I, I get embarrassed that I didn't know it ahead of time. And with Night Ranger, um, I didn't know that the original title, title of that song was supposed to be Sister Christie. And it was a song sung by the drummer, I think, about his uh, somebody in his family that he was missing. So he brought this song to the band and said, you know, Sister Christie. And... and they thought he was saying Sister Christian, so they said, fuck that. I don't give a fuck about Christy anymore. Sister Christian makes way more sense. And they recorded the song Sister Christian. And I always thought that the guy that sung the song was the actual lead singer of Night Ranger, and that guy would be Jack Blades. And it turns out it wasn't Jack Blades that sang uh, Sister Christian, and I never knew that. It was the drummer. And if you ever saw Night Ranger in concert, and that was one band I did not see... He would sing the song from uh, behind the drum kit. And I think his name is... I'm not going to look at comments. Give me the first stab at this. I'm going to go with Kelly... Kings. God, I hope I learned something. Was it Kelly Kings? Do I pass the exam? So, Night Ranger's biggest song by far is sung by the drummer, Kelly Keegs, and not Jack Blades. I did not know this. That's what's uh, so much fun about uh, the session on air. Is it Kelly Keegy? Did I mess that up, Jay? <laughs> I was so happy. I was so happy. It's Kelly Keegy. Okay, shit. I'm trying not to talk politics and the transition and all that. I'm trying not to. The coronavirus thing is completely out of control. We're losing well over a thousand Americans every day now. As I record this, uh, we've lost 251,000 Americans. People say those numbers are bullshit. Although someone really cracked me up because they're basically, you know, if you if you die and you had other shit going on, they go, "Yep, died of the coronavirus." And I don't even know if this was real, but it made me laugh. I guess a guy, a painter or somebody, fell off a ladder and died. And they said he actually died of the coronavirus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if someone's fucking with me because there's so much fake news out there. God bless uh, Trump for pointing that out. But unfortunately, he's he's so guilty of pushing fake news. But he really, he really uh, uh, made us all aware how much fake news there really is out there. But then he sneaks all his fake news in on top of that. And if you don't if you don't believe that or agree with that, I don't know what to tell you. So this guy sent me this article and I don't even know if it's real, but god, it made me laugh.
and I, I apologize to this guy's family if it's a real story and he really died falling off a ladder and then they said he died of the coronavirus. That's obviously very, very, uh, tr you know, tragic. But uh, there you go. COVID and gravity, John says, Jesus. We're fucked this time. I mean, the sad part about this uh, pandemic is there's a lot of Americans, a lot. I don't know if you saw the lines in uh, the Dallas area, but there are a lot of people that are, are hurting for food. They are starving. A lot of people. It's not, it's not a little number anymore. Um, we're actually going to donate to a food bank uh, maybe as early as today. We're going to find a local food bank. Uh, and honestly, I'm going to go through the cupboards, too. I think I got a lot of stuff that would be delicious that we haven't touched. So I'm going to go through the cupboards. I'm going to box up all sorts of stuff. And then, obviously, we'll we'll make a, a, a real donation as well. I just don't know locally uh, where we're going to do that. But I'm going to figure that out. And I, I encourage you, if you got the means, to do that as well. Matter of fact, instead of giving me stars today, fuck that. Donate to your uh, your local food bank or your local food charities because there's a lot of people out there that are hurting. And there's a lot of people that really need a check from the goddamn government. And, and they're just dilly-dallying down there, doing the same old, same old. We're fighting the good fight on our Facebook pages and they're fist-bumping each other. Are you kidding me? Anthony Scaramucci told me that uh, well over a year ago when he was on the podcast. Basically, he said in Washington, they all laugh at us, and they all know it's a game, and when the cameras are off, they're actually way more friendly with each other than you would ever know, and boy, was that evident uh, a couple days ago. Kamala Harris, uh, she was on the Senate floor for the first time since the election. Lindsey Graham walks by, who's a massive Trump supporter, and Kamala Harris puts her fist out. And Lindsey Graham, without hesitating, gives her a fist bump. And if that guy truly hated uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris, he would have he would have said no to the fist bump. They're playing us, you motherfuckers! Sorry. The people are hurting out there. They need a goddamn check from the government. And then the Democrats. Look, I told you I I, I would start taking uh, you know. Uh, shots at the left uh, because people are convinced that I only take shots at Trump and that's not true the Democrats had a, a good opportunity to get the get rid of Nancy Pelosi this oh, this last election the Democrats didn't do as well as they should have and they just elect her for another two years she's 80 fuck same old shit down there Senator Grassley, I think his name is. He's 87. Guess what? He's in, in quarantine because he got the coronavirus. 87! Deciding our futures. That's not okay. Motorin! I love Angry Ope. Thank you, Jesse Lee. But now I'm going to have to do some ohms. That's what happens with this. I have some passions out there. But then I'm going to have to walk this beach and do some ohms. And listen along with Ram Dass as he talks about our spacesuits. That's all it is. We're wearing spacesuits. <laughs> Strip all that away. And then you realize there's no, 
There's no life. There's no death. There's just this moment. You just go back to what you were before you were born into this world. So ignore the spacesuit that we all wear. Get rid of your labels and your titles and who you think you are. And enjoy the goddamn sun. Motorin. By the way, you're you're listening to someone that's uh, completely sane. Completely sane. Oh, I had to go to a few people to to make sure, but completely sane. What's the temperature where you are, Brian? You just gave away the fact that you're late. I told you it's 23 degrees. My my hands are feeling it now. But uh, the wind's not blowing, so it's just really nice, really crisp. I'll actually, um, we'll do a little fishing, just a little bit, see what's out there. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the OP Radio Podcast, another um, another episode in the Love You Miss You series. If you see Love You Miss You, basically what you're going to hear is either Carl or Vic Henley, and, uh, and most of that audio, most of you have never heard. Uh, just my little way of keeping those guys alive. So this one's called Love You Miss You 06. It has Vic Henley, DC Betty. God damn, he was so funny. And I was thinking to myself, that was the only time he did the show with me, which is which is really bad because he's a really good storyteller. Make sure you stick around for his clown story. And also there's a phone call from Dr. Steve. Stupid Dr. Steve. I forgot about this, but he started to to run, to stay in shape. This was a few years back. And he pulled a muscle in his leg that 15% of human beings don't even have. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing. That that 15% of us walking this planet don't have this actual muscle. And poor Dr. Steve pulls a muscle that 15% of the human beings don't even have. And the ones that do have it, it's a useless muscle. But if you pull it, it's not useless. Yeah, it's nice and cold today. That is for sure the, the uh, I don't know, the weather has uh, deteriorated out here. It's all fun and games until that first uh, cold spell, and that's where we're at. It's going downhill quickly now. What's up, Charlie and Brenda Falcone and Bob Christie? Good morning to everybody. What's up, J.R. Carter? Pia, what's going on? And Joel Smith. And Vinny, what's going on, Vinny? And uh, Jeff Condon. Hey, Jeff. They got the cure for uh, the coronavirus. Simple as that. Uh, I think the stock market is going to take off today. It's going to take a while to get everyone a a vaccination. But uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel, my friends. All we have to do is stay safe. If you're an average uh, schmuck like myself... We're not getting that vaccination anytime soon. I think uh, we're, we're going to give it to the uh, the health professionals and people that are uh, are really at risk. And by the time it filters down to us regular folk, it's going to be a while. I think they're saying like spring. Billy DeTore, what's going on, buddy? Billy's in the room today. I'm pretty sure the Pfizer vaccines are being developed and tested in Rochester. Maybe Weeze knows a guy for you. Yeah, man, I, I, I would like to know. <laughs> Weez probably does know a guy. I, I was answering your uh, comment uh, uh, seriously, and it, it, that's very funny, Billy. 
our pal Brother Weeze knows a guy for almost everything. So you know what? If I'm in panic mode and I, I, I don't want to wait too long, I might have to call Weeze and go, Weeze, you got to know a guy on this one, right? I'm an essential worker. <laughs> I'm just going to start knocking on on uh, doors and say, excuse me, I'm an essential worker. I need the vaccination. What do you do, sir? I live stream for 100 people every morning. I'm an essential worker. I'm going to roll up my sleeve now. I need the vaccination immediately. And it's stupid because they said breaking news. And every cable outlet, um, you know, they understand clickbait. So they start every top of the hour now with breaking news. You know, the breaking news thing used to be a special thing when I was growing up. When you saw da -da 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 -da, breaking news from Washington, you stopped everything and stared at the TV. Now when you hear breaking news, it's just stupid. Wolf Blitzer with the headlines of the day. There's no breaking news in there. But they understand there's enough people that uh, still hear breaking news and they'll look up and watch uh, a little of the goddamn TV that we keep on all day long. Waiting for a friend by uh, the Rolling Stones by Billy DeTore. Nice. I'm trying to think, but I was a huge Rolling Stones fan. I uh, My era for the Stones is easily the 70s. And then I think it drops off dramatically after the 70s with the Rolling Stones. But Tattoo You... Um, was a great album, uh, very underrated. There's a lot of great songs off that album that didn't get a lot of airplay on your home of rock and roll. And I have to say, uh, Waiting on a Friend was probably the last Rolling Stones song that I really, really liked. After that, ah, I, I took a peek at Undercover of the Night, which was, which was such a goofy song, but it's catchy as all hell. So I, I guess maybe that one too, but after that... I can't even tell you a song the Rolling Stones did that I actually really, really liked. Ah. Uh, you know, I learned two things, by the way. I learned two things recently. Um, we should play, like, what did, you, what did you learn? Or what do you know? Like, what's that one thing that you only learned about recently? And I got two. The first one is uh, John Legend. Not a big John Legend fan, but he's a very talented uh, musician. Um, and I learned that he started high school when he was 12 years old. I learned that recently. John Legend. And they had high hopes for him and, and his family. And uh, he turned to music. But he was a big brain. He was one of those big brains. So I learned that, that John Legend started high school at uh, 12, and, he, and they called him Doogie Howser and whatnot. And he skipped all sorts of grades before they even just said, you know what, let's just throw you in high school. My God. Yeah, John Legend is a prodigy, uh, Ryan Garnish says. Absolutely. Uh, John Legend's wife is annoying. She, she's like fingernails on a chalkboard, Rachel says. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to bring her up because she gets under everyone's skin on Twitter. And I find it weird because if, if John Legend is as smart as they're saying and he's a prodigy and all, why would he go for the, uh, uh, I'm just going to say it, why would he go for the bimbo catch? She's kind of a bimbo, right? She's just known for being hot, although I, I she's not my, my 
type whatsoever, but I guess you got to acknowledge she's pretty fucking hot. But you're that smart, and then you go, uh, and then you go kind of bimbo, and then she can't keep her mouth shut on the Twitter, and then she wants to be famous so bad. She's one of those celebrities that they uh, nothing's off limits. So she has a miscarriage, which is a terrible thing for anyone to go through and then she posts it all over her social media and i was thinking to myself at the time like how famous do you need to be how badly do you want to keep your numbers up that you're that you're putting all that out there and there's there's no good reason to do it you know don't don't give me the well a lot of uh, women suffer through this and i figured if i told my story that's bullshit the fact is, you did it because you know it's, it would get a ton of hits. But it's still a, a terrible, terrible thing. So it is a terrible thing because it's. Uh, I think I told you guys I'm, I'm supposed to have two older brothers from my dad's first marriage. Uh, he uh, he lost two kids uh, to that. Uh, you know, I guess they call it crib death these days, but. Uh, you know, my dad never, ever, ever talked about it. He lost two kids, and he lost his first wife at a very young age. She had some kind of kidney disease. And that's the only reason I'm here, everybody. <laughs> Tragedy is a strange thing, man. Because my dad, he uh, he would talk about it. And I, when he would talk about it, which was very rare, i go, man, what, you know, what do you... How do you how do you wrap your head around that whole thing? Losing your first wife, uh, I think they were high school sweethearts, and then losing two kids, and then you, you fast forward and he um, he meets my mom and has six kids, and he uh, he would look at me and say, "Man, I can't even imagine my life without you kids." Meaning, you know, all of his kids, obviously, uh, especially I say especially the six afterwards because you know uh, the. Uh, us six only came around because of the, the tragedy he went through. And he basically says, I can't imagine not having you guys. And he understands what he went through to get uh, uh, to get us. And uh, and he basically said it's uh, it's two lives. He looks at it as two completely different lives. So, I wow, I'm surprised. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to talk about that today, but there you go. Um, and then uh, the other thing I learned, and I think a lot of people know this one. I learned that Stephen Colbert has a fake ear. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Steve Colbert has been on our TV for a very long time at this point. And when you learn something like that, it just blows your mind. I'm like, what do you mean he has a fake ear? And then I did a little research, and he purposely uh, turns his head. So he covers up, I think it's his, uh, his right ear. He covers it up. And I guess he had something going on when he was a kid in his ear. And supposedly the doctor fucked up. And not only fucked up his ear, he's deaf in that ear. Stephen Colbert. Uh, your, your rear, you said? Stephen Colbert. Fake ear, deaf in one ear. That's what I learned uh, recently. Those two uh, dumb things. What's up, Gary Krasinski? You didn't get a notification for the live stream? I'm sorry that happened to you. Well, let me get you caught up. Pfizer's got the vaccination for the coronavirus. Stage 3 trials went swimmingly. 95% effective. That's as good as it gets, uh, my friends. But it's going to take months for the average schmucks like us 
to get the vaccination. And and then I talked about my dad and how he lost two uh, kids to SIDS. So good morning to you, Gary. And I'm also reading a book. I think a lot of you guys know I'm kind of on a, uh, I don't like saying journey because that's really stupid. I hate when people say I'm on a journey. Uh, you know, you, you want to lose 15 pounds so you're on a journey. That's not a journey. That's that. All that is is I, I need to put down the ice cream and eat a goddamn salad. There's no journey in there. So I was going to say spiritual journey, but I, you know, I've, uh, I've expanded uh, my spirituality in the last three years, and uh, I'm reading a book, and it's perfect for me. It's called Becoming Nobody, <laughs> and I think I accomplished it. <laughs> I hope you're exaggerating on what, Stephanie Lee. Uh, Jen Ferris, that's sad to reach their own, never taught, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh my god, a lot going on all of a sudden, oh my god, what's going on, oh wow, damn, mom ended our relationship yesterday over her love for Trump, if any, anyone wants a new daughter, I'm in, oh, wow man, I've talked about that, why you would like, Give up on a, a family member or a really good friend over over stupid Trump. I, I'll never understand that. That's pathetic and really fucking sad. You shouldn't lose a friendship or a family member over a politician ever. Although, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I see some of the posts from, uh, let's just say, some family members on the old Facebook, and it makes it a little tough. Jen's mom disowned her. Oh, shit. Fuck. Are you serious? That's just crazy. What, what do we have to say to Jen Ferris on that? I would say just uh, stick to your guns. I also would say, you know what? I, we talked about it yesterday. Just, just let go of the rope. It's not worth it. If people love Trump and if people really believe that that Trump won this election, even though he's lost every uh, uh, court case, I think he's won one out of 25. Let the people think he's the greatest thing ever. Just let go of the rope. Let go of the rope. It's not it's not worth your time, man. There's so much else to, to focus on in life than than Trump and, and politics in general. Everyone's saying sorry to Jen. Ah, she'll come around maybe. And if she doesn't, you know what? It's your mom, so I won't say what I'm thinking. But uh, you know what? You're, let's just say you're better off if she doesn't come around. But you could just work on you. And, and one of the things we all could do is just stop talking about stupid fucking Trump. And here I am talking about him. Like, eh, whatever. You're going to get me going because I, I love the Jen Ferris. You're going to get me going. My claws are coming out. Because Jen Ferris is a good egg. He'll be gone in January, and then hopefully we can put some shit back together in this country. That's all safe for now. Just let go of the rope, for real. Just let it go. If people want to believe uh, in the Trump, then let them believe in the Trump. It's not worth it. It's not worth your time. Right on. Look at the support for Jen Ferris. Good. I like seeing that because she really is one of the good ones. All right. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying because that just pissed me off. That really pissed me off. And a lot of us deal with that shit. We're all just in spacesuits. 
means nothing. Our labels mean nothing. How we dress mean nothing. How we, how we present ourselves. All that means nothing in the end. Just realize you're wearing a space suit. Is that too much? Maybe I should have smoked some of Jackie's weed before I went, went into the spacesuit thing, huh? We're going to lose a few of you guys. Hi, birdie! We have a, we have a seagull that, uh, that um, just perches itself on the top of my house, especially in the summer. And my kids, not even thinking twice, named the bird Fred. Fred. And I believe they named the bird Fred before they realized fully that that's the name of my dad. How fucked up is that? I don't know what I believe, but I know that's pretty fucked up. All right, guys. Jen Ferris, love you. Miss you. Hang in there. Let go of the rope. It's, a, it's a advice that we all could uh, use, including myself. Sometimes it, it's hard, but... When you let go of the rope, you realize that, uh, you know, life isn't that bad. All right.